everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We are going to be talking about Xena, Warrior Princess. I'm Paula. I'm Joe. And we're a couple who really likes to watch TV shows. And um, so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, so, Joe, when did you s- first start watching Xena? I have been watching Xena since before I had memories. So the show was on, um, I guess... I don't know what channel it was. It must have been the Universal Channel. But when I did some research, it was like a channel name that I've never heard of before. But I think reruns were on the WB, right? I think I remember watching it on USA. USA, okay. Um, It ran from 1995 to 2001, so it's a pretty old show. Yeah, so since I was four years old, I've been watching it. So I don't think that I've seen the show very much. I've seen... A few episodes as an adult, uh, just maybe like two or three with friends, but I don't really know the storyline too well, and I remember seeing it, because I grew up in Mexico, so I remember seeing it dubbed on TV, but like, they would never show, like, sequential episodes, like, they would just show, like, ran- one random episode, another random episode, and so I don't know much about the show, and so I don't know how important it is to watch it in order, but either way, that's what we're going to do for this podcast. So the show was created by uh, Robert. I don't know if you say his name. To to Pert. <laughs> I don't know. T a p e r t. Tapert. Tape. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but and somebody else named John Sholian, if I'm I'm pronouncing that right. And um, it stars uh, Lucy Lawless as Zena, and Renee O'Connor as Gabrielle. And I found out uh, that um, the guy who created the show, Robert, blah, 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 whose name we can't seem to pronounce, um, is actually married to Lucy Lawless. Oh, wow. So that probably had a lot to do with the casting. But Fun fact, Lucy Lawless is the sister of Blackie Lawless, who is the lead singer of the hair metal band Wasp. So the episode that we are going to be talking about today is the pilot episode. It's uh, episode one of season one, and it's called Sins of the Past. The Netflix synopsis for this episode is, On the journey home, Zena must defend helpless villagers against the merciless warlord Draco, whose name I could have sworn was Draco. but It's spelled with a G. Yeah, the Netflix synopsis spells it with a G, so I guess Draco. Um, along the way, Zena meets plucky young Gabrielle. And so... <laughs> Um, Zena and Draco, but on the, because uh, we watched it with closed captioning and it said Draco, like Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, so that's right. pretty funny. So the episode starts off with Zena on her horse riding through some random field or in the middle of a forest or something like that, and then she's uh, riding through, she arrives at a village and she starts riding through the village. And she's having flashbacks that make it obvious that she was part of the reason that it is now destroyed. Yeah. When she's walking through the village, this little boy comes out and is basically telling her... He doesn't realize that she is Xena. But he keeps telling her, oh, Xena is this, you know... She destroyed this place and she has all these magical powers and stuff. So, uh, you know, in this scene... It's both making it clear to us that, that she did all these bad things and also that, that she has a reputation and she's known at least throughout some region. In the flashbacks, she's attacking the village and stuff and people are like chanting for her and being like, hey, like, yeah, Xena or whatever in the flashback. She knows she's badass and she's super strong, but 
at the end of the day, she's, like, semi-remorseful for, you know, killing so many people. And so maybe that's kind of, like, a characteristic of Xena that carries on through the show. Uh, yeah. So that's basically the entire premise of the show. She wants, like, redemption for her past, where she was just a bad guy. As we go through the season, it might build more on, on her past, and maybe even in future seasons. There's a moment after she gives the kid the loaf of bread that she, like, rides off in her little horse and um, arrives to, like, I don't know, some type of, like, foresty, woodsy area and starts to take off her armor. And she, like, buries it. <laughs> and the dirt that she's using looks like... I think you you said, like, dirt that you could buy at, like, a store, <laughs> like a hardware store. It's like dirt that you buy at Home Depot and you want to, like, fill your... The little patch of dirt that's on the side of your sidewalk leading up to your house or something. Yeah, and I thought that it looked like coffee grounds. Like, it looks just so, like... Generic, like, dirt product. <laughs> not, not dirt, dirt product. So I can I can already tell by this episode that the, the stunts and the effects in the show are going to be hilarious. Because, um, like, the very first time that she does any type of ass kickery, she kicks... I think his name is Hector. I, I heard Draco or Drago call him Hector later in the episode. Yeah. She, like, <laughs> looks like a slap kick. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of, was it, like, was it Adam Sandler? In um, Zohan? Yeah, Zohan. <laughs> they could just, like, kick anything, like, in any angle or direction or something. He was holding her, I think, right, by the arms or something? Yeah. And then she just kicks him in the face. Like, how do you kick someone in the face when they're that close? That to you? close to you, like a foot of in front of you. <laughs> um, I also that this guy uh, Hector looks like such a doofus. I like can't for some reason like his presence and the way that he looks is so jarring to me because he doesn't look like he belongs <laughs> in wherever. I I think I think it's supposed to be ancient Greece. Okay, because like. There's there's a lot of mythology like involved in the setting. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be ancient Greece, and you can even tell from like the names of play, places and stuff. Like her yeah. her hometown is called Amphipolis. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he does not look like he belongs there. <laughs> he looks like Greece. he belongs in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, in that scene where that same scene where um, Zena does super cool kick. Uh, we are introduced to Gabrielle, who is another main character in the show. The little army that Hector is leading is, I think, trying to take away Gabrielle and the other women. Or trying to kill them or something like that. And we get our very first Xena fight scene where she kicks everybody's ass so seamlessly. We are also introduced to uh, one of the other main characters of the show, which is Xena's chakra. It's this weird, like round metal thing <laughs> i was like it's what like, are you talking about it's not a it's not a disc because the center is not filled in mm -hmm. right but it's it's a ring it's like a metal ring that's like a blade it has like a boomerang kind of property where you throw it uh it, unlike a boomerang it, it's a it's like a boomerang in that it comes back but it's different from boomerang because uh, the way they portray it is that it, it she like throws it in a straight line like a frisbee. She like mm -hmm. throws it, and then it bounces like attacks like, the person or something. No, like it bounces like billiard balls. Okay. <laughs> like where it'll like 
hit something and then hit something else. Oh, like ricochets okay. in like all kinds of random directions. And hits specifically Spe- all the places where she wants to attack a person. Well, no, it's it's like it's usually like it'll hit one guy and then it'll go hit a wall. And it'll hit another wall, and then maybe like another guy, okay. and then like another wall, mm-hmm. and and then it'll get back to her. So so I th- I think like the the idea behind it is that like she calculated like okay. the, the right angle to like throw it. You know the same way that like a a pool player would like calculate the right angle to bounce it off the wall, and then hit the ball at the right angle. So after she fights uh, Hector and his gang. She defeats them all, of course, because she's mighty and powerful. And she gets taken to wherever Gabrielle is from. I don't know that they ever say. Um, And they're kind of, like, taking care of her, but also semi-being like, get the fuck out of here. Because you you know who you are and you're fucking killer or something. Right. Um, And I think that... Gabrielle, or or I guess Renee Connor as Gabrielle, her acting is so funny. In like the beginning of the episode, it gets a little better later on, but it's still so much. It's so like over the top. It's hilarious. She's like, "Oh, Zena, please rescue me. Just take <laughs> me with you. Like, I'm just a poor little girl, and I have so much." She's like a small town girl with like big city <laughs> dreams, and for some reason, she thinks that like. Going along with somebody like Zena, who has like killed a bunch of people, and who I guess is kind of bad. Yeah, she has a rep. Like, I think the show starts like shortly after she makes the decision that she wants redemption. Okay. Um, and I don't like I don't remember exactly, but I think later in the season we'll find out why she changed, like why she made the decision or something. Oh yeah, besides um, Gabrielle's character being like really over the top, it's also. Alluded to, I think, a little bit, even in the very first episode, there are a couple of times when, like, the implied lesbian relationship between Zena and Gabrielle, yeah. it starts off like that. That's the one thing that I have heard a lot about this show, is that, like, obviously I don't know if they ever, like, confirm or deny it, but mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people, like, shipping them, and just, like, I know there's probably, like, countless of fan fiction out there. Of Xena and Gabrielle, and I'm sure they, like, pushed (laughs) towards that, like, they were helping. Like the writers and the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, So I I won't, I won't give away whether or not... No, please don't. It it comes to fruition. (laughs) So, for example, Gabrielle is talking at one point about her, her fiancé, the guy that she's supposed to marry. And she... Yeah. Gabrielle says, you see the guy that they're gonna have me marry? And then... Zena says, oh, uh, he's a gentle soul. That's a very rare thing to find. And Gabrielle responds, it's not the gentle part so much as the dull and stupid part. Because specifically Zena says, uh, he has a gentle, gentle soul. That's rare to find in a man. It sounds almost like the line could have been, it's not the gentle part so much as the man part. The man part, yeah. At, like, that could have been Gabrielle's response. Yeah, like, that could have been the line if, like, they just wanted to be straight up, like, this is... They're gay. <laughs> they, they're gay. This is a lesbian relationship For sure. story building up. And then the network was just like, nah. <laughs> nah, you can't. You can't do that. Um, there's a part later on when, I think, when Gabrielle's talking to her sister, and then... Oh, no, no, no. 
she's talking to the Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's telling she's telling the Cyclops, like, oh, I'm going to go kill Xena. And then she bas- she says, oh, if you let me go, then uh, I'll go do her. But I mean, not that way. <laughs> that's so true. I didn't, I feel like I remember that joke, but I didn't, like, n- write it down or anything. But that's so true. I feel like that more than the other thing is, like, yeah. super... I mean, it's a, it's less it's less direct than the, the man part yeah. that I was saying before. But it's also, I think, a little bit more obvious at the same time. Because it's, like, a joke and, like, an innuendo, like, just, you know... Right, but do her is already, like, a euphemism. That's true. You know, so, like, it could mean kill, I guess, but, like, it's more often meaning sex. Mm-hmm. But... But then she would have... She wouldn't have had to clarify... Right. Yeah, so the clarification is, like, really what kills it. Yeah, now I'm just wondering know. if this podcast is going to become the, like, Xena Hearts Gabrielle <laughs> podcast. But That'll be our main do focus. they have a ship name, do you think? They probably Zena do, right? Xena Gabrielle. Zebria. <laughs> Zebria. Ga- Gina. <laughs> is there a ship name for Xena and Gabrielle? And this is straight from Tumblr, so you know this is Shipland. <laughs> Maybe Zabby, somebody this ship, said. This is the shipyard. <laughs> the shipyard, yeah. This is where ships originated. So, what was it? Uh, somebody, I don't think that it's like com- like the official <laughs> ship name. What's the, what is an official <laughs> ship name? <laughs> Um, like Brangelina, that's an official ship that's name. Not an, I guess no, it's not it a ship like name because they're fucking the, married. But it's registered with like the shipping, <laughs> the shipping, committee. the shipping committee or something. Um, it's some person said maybe Zabby, <laughs> like Gabby and Zena. <laughs> oh, no, that's stupid. Zabby, I'm I'm not mad at it. I don't hate it. Um, Zabby. What did you say earlier? Like zebra? <laughs> Zebriel. <laughs> I think Zabby is better than Zebriel. I like Zebriel. It sounds like zebra. <laughs> I don't know that I buy Draco as a bad guy. He looks like no. a really polite guy. Like he looks. He looks like a dorkwad. <laughs> he looks like a dorky kind of like polite guy who doesn't really know how to like hold his sword right, and he's kind of like pointing it at her, but it looks like. First of all, the sword looks like straight up plastic, mm-hmm. and it looks like he doesn't really have a good hold on it, like she could just <laughs> knock it out of his hand. I also don't know how I feel about Lucy Lawless acting in this first episode. I feel like maybe she wasn't feeling her Xena self yet, but she was so, like, poker-faced throughout the whole episode. Like, there's no emotion going on. I don't know if that's part of the character... No, it's not. She becomes much better later. I think it's just a matter of being like the first episode, and, and like they haven't gotten into the mm-hmm. into the groove of it yet. And also, like in this first episode, it's like if they showed her being sassy, then like maybe people wouldn't really get that she's supposed to be remorseful mm-hmm. about these things. Like, they're revealing through memories and stuff that she was a bad character. And and also through the dialogue with, like, Draco, you know, he's a bad guy and they used to, like, be together or something. Yeah, or and he's had trying to, like, suck her back in. Yeah, so it's obvious that she was bad. And if she was, like, being funny and sassy in this episode where people don't know anything about her besides that, 
Like, it would just be like, it would be confusing. It was probably just a little bit of both for the actress and for the character, too, because this is where we enter Xena's life. Like, you said it was probably not too long after she had decided that she didn't want to be bad anymore or something. And so, um, and also, like, if she's having flashbacks of destroying that village where she found the kid that was a survivor, like... The kid didn't look like he had been there for a long time, so maybe that wasn't too long ago. And I also thought that the the graphics, if you can call them graphics, I don't really know what to call them, but of the Cyclops and, like, Gabrielle, I thought they were pretty good, especially for, what, 1995? Right. Like, you can't see a huge, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, it's not super obvious. It's, like, really low budget. And, you know, it might have not been a low budget show at the time, but I don't know. Um, I thought that it looked like, it looked good, like, good, like, like, quality production. Um, another just, like, random thing I wanted to point out was, like, um, when she, when Gabrielle's trying to convince Zena to let her go, one of the things she says is, um, she asks her, oh, where are you gonna go? Zena replies, Amphipolis, which we find out, you know, that's her hometown. And then Gabrielle says, uh, oh, uh, that's part of Thrace, right? I love studying maps and places. And I just thought, like, oh, of course, how convenient. Like, she's the information right. character as well. She's the Hermione Granger. Gabrielle is good with maps, and we're not lost anymore. Because remember the first episode, we told you that <laughs> she really liked maps. <laughs> I think more, though, what this episode sets up for her character is that she has, like, a really big mouth. Um, that she's really good at talking. And, like convincing people of things. She would have made a really good lawyer <laughs> if this wasn't ancient Greece. Ancient Greece, yeah. Yeah, she talked that Cyclops out of eating, or eating her, mm-hmm. like, pretty quickly. Really quick, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty like, amazed. Yeah, it was like, I know Xena. I hate Xena. Me too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay bye. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat you anymore. I'll let you go. And then the old man, too. She, like, convinced him as well. She was, like, laying in the middle of the street, and then he yeah. drives by, and he, she's like, let me, take me with you. I want, I want to go to Amphipolis. And then, um... He's like, nah. He's like, nah, I'm not going to take you. And then she just, she, she convinces him. She talks to him for a little while until he gives away his weakness. And it's subtle, but she spots it, and she grabs onto it as, as soon as she sees it. Um, I think that also kind of is a good pairing for Xena, because at least, because, at, of course, at the end of, at the end of the episode, we like, realize that they are going to work together and Xena is kind of going to take her under her wing. Um, and Xena doesn't seem like a very sociable person. Like, she kind of seems... I mean, and, and she was a loner who, like, maybe doesn't do too well communicating with other people. And so it's, having somebody like Gabrielle in a partnership might... I could see that playing out really well in later episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Xena... You know, she's spent the past whatever number of years basically not caring at all what other people think, you know. She doesn't care if she, like, offends some or someone or something because she's sort of, like, at the top of her own food chain. And so Xena goes back to Amphipolis, right, and um, Gabrielle manages to <laughs> meet her there when she gets the ride from the guy. And she comes home to, like, a lot of hostility from... 
not only other like townspeople, but her mom specifically. But like it's revealed that that she like somehow convinced a lot of people in her village, a lot of young men in her village, to go and like fight for her or something. And and basically they all got killed. Yeah. Or a lot of them got killed, and especially in a in a you know setting like ancient Greece. Besides, like the, the normal way that people really, that you know, that people love their sons and stuff. It's also very damaging to the village to like have all your defense forces just suddenly disappear. And it was kind of all on Xena. So. At least the way they portray it is they pretty much put the blame completely on her. Later, when Xena and Drago are talking, she goes and meets with him in his little tent or whatever. She, um, they have this back and forth, which is the most cliche thing I've ever seen between, like, two exes that, like, still could potentially hook up or something. Like, where the first thing he says when she walks in the room is, you look good. So do you. Like, it's the, it's just, like, the stupidest thing. And then, like, it's also, besides being like that, it's... You know, that that kind of a conversation in movies or TV shows or whatever between two exes is usually, like, passive-aggressive, right? But here, it's, like, passive and, like, literally aggressive. Because they're also, like, practically putting a sword at each other's throat while they're having these conversations. And, like, threatening to kill each other and also, like, expressing interest. Yeah, I thought that uh, that scene was funny because it seemed like they were trying to create sexual tension. But other than other than not buying the fact that Draco is a bad guy, I also don't see them together. And I don't feel like the actors themselves have a lot of chemistry. <laughs> and so I felt like there was a little bit of forced like sexual tension yeah. type of thing. But yeah, I thought it's funny how like the cliche of like, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. So do you. <laughs> when Gabrielle is, like, sneaking out of her her bedroom and, like, her sister's, like, talking to her and she's saying goodbye to her sister, I think it's pretty obvious that those lines were written for a little girl. But, like, the sister was supposed to be a little girl. I don't... But, um, they got, like, a teenager. Yeah. The only part that I remember about that conversation that I felt like was at, kind of out of place was that Gabrielle is leaving and the sister's like, oh, no, don't leave. And Gabrielle's like, you'll have your own room. And it's like, you live in a fucking shack. Like, <laughs> like why is her having her own room? Like, what is she going to do? Like, hang up, like, NC posters or something? Like, that made me, I don't know why it didn't make sense to me. Like, it makes sense. Like, cool, you're going to have your own room, but, like, also... You know, you how much in, did they care about? Their yeah, you live in ancient Greece, and how much do you care about a room and your family and your village are probably going to be destroyed like <laughs> in a week? So yeah, but like there was a line. What was it? Uh, Gabrielle says that she wants to like go fight and stuff, but then like her sister says, "I can beat you up," and then Gabrielle responds, "Oh, well, you're really strong for your age," but like she didn't even look. <laughs> She didn't even Young. look younger. So she like, looked like maybe a year to... younger. Yeah, so like what is that even supposed to mean? I think it I think it was written for a little girl. 
And, like, they couldn't get a little girl that didn't have, like, shitty acting skills or something. They couldn't cast. They couldn't afford Dakota Fanning or something. (laughs) I don't know. Because it had to be Dakota Fanning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Dakota Fanning was alive at the time, but... Or Or she must have been, like, a tiny baby or something. Also, sadly, my favorite character in this episode, Hector... Just freaking dies. <laughs> he just gets like, killed. Like he off. just gets killed by Draco, which is something that I was not expecting. I thought that he was like going to be the like goofy bad guy sidekick. Yes, exactly. The goofy bad guy the sidekick. Igor. Yeah, throughout the whole show, and I was really looking forward to that. And unfortunately, <laughs> he got killed nope. by his master. <laughs> so Draco gets to the village, and of course, Zena already knows that she was. That he was trying to, like, kind of frame her for, you know, the attack or the her destroying of the village, which doesn't really happen, but he tries. Um, and they challenge each other, right, to, like, some type of... They make a deal saying, like, you and I will duel, and whoever hits the floor first um, will die. Like, we'll kill that person, right? Yeah. Xena and Drago decide to work out their differences by a game of the floor is lava. (laughs) Like, they do some cool fighting or whatever, and eventually Draco can't stay on top of the stuff that they were supposed to stay on top of, so instead he starts jumping around on top of the people (laughs) who are watching. And first of all, they don't decide to just drop him. That's exactly what I thought, (laughs) too. Like, he's trying to kill you guys, so why don't you just drop him on the floor and be like, oops, you lost. I thought it was funny and kind of symbolic and probably unintentional but uh at that at that point Zena's also walking all over the people <laughs> and i mean i already said it she's literally walking all over them like she's she's using them to her advantage you know like without regard for their i think it's symbolic and of like for like their, what's for, to come or what no, no no for like she she doesn't care about their personal autonomy like She's using them. Literally, she's using them for her fight. She is, like, stepping all over them and kind of using them, but they're also supporting her. And maybe that kind of symbolizes, like, the fact that she's being supported in her search for redemption. Like, it's no longer her just, like, stepping all over people and killing them and stuff. It's, like, her trying to be a better person and her people supporting her Yeah. for that. And and also, like, the people who she's trying to help, they're helping her help them. I mean, this whole fight at the end is about Xena uh, trying to pretty much save the village because Draco was going to, you know, kill them all, right? Yeah. That was his master plan until they decided to play a game of Floris Lava instead. And, of course, to kind of reinforce the whole thing about Gabrielle being a perfect partner in crime for Xena is like at the end when he's about to trip or he's about to fall I think and he kind of like is able to save himself a little bit but like Gabrielle trips him and makes him fall (laughs) and makes him lose the game yep at the end of the fight she kicks out Drago and then the villagers tell her you know oh we were gonna give this like pile of gold to Drago to hopefully convince him to leave us alone uh you can have it because you know you defeated him so you deserve it for our protection and she says i don't want anything and i think that was supposed to be you know 
representing that she at least in this in the in the smaller context of just this episode she did get a small piece of redemption you know the redemption she was looking for because she says i don't want anything it's because she did want something at the beginning of this episode and it was the first step in her redemption which was i want redemption from my hometown my village my people my my mother you know and i got that redemption and so when she says i don't want anything it's because she she doesn't not only does she not want the gold for the protection but she doesn't she she got what she wanted what she wanted before was redemption she got it mm-hmm. i don't want anything yeah and just right after that it cuts to the scene with her mom and like them hugging and kind of mending that relationship because of what she had done um but i think overall takeaways from this episode where especially not knowing anything really about the show, like I knew a little bit, but I didn't know about the general theme of the show, which I know now. It's very clear in this first episode that it's about redemption. And I also think it's about friendship because even though we don't get to see a lot of Xena and Gabrielle together in this first episode, they make it pretty clear that they're going to become like a duo and they're going to become great friends and maybe even more than friends. And I mean, I guess we'll find out if that happens. But um, yeah, I thought it was a good first episode. Like it wasn't super action packed. It was in a sense because there, there was a lot of like scenes where, you know, she does her crazy flips and kicks and stuff. But I don't know why I have, a f- I don't know why, but I have a feeling that the episodes to come are going to be a lot more action-packed. My final thought on this episode is it's not exactly a perfect representative of the entire rest of the show, but, I mean, it's one episode, so, you know, that's understandable. And it's it's a classic thing that happens in TV shows and in, in a lot of other different types of art. That, like, the first thing that comes out is not exactly the best. It's not exactly representative of the overall thing that you'd expect out of it. And so, I, th- I thought this first episode was pretty good in terms of setting up things to build in the future. Mm-hmm. Characters and themes. Yeah. And... It's it's definitely not the worst pilot I've ever seen on a show. Yeah. Seen much good... worse. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's a good way to end. Not the worst show you've <laughs> ever seen. Not the worst pilot. No, Xena uh, is one of my favorite shows ever, but... Uh, I, a lot of my favorite shows have terrible pilots, and this is a, this is pretty good. Like it's got some action, it's got some character development. It's, I mean, it's definitely got a lot of character development because it's showing like a lot of rapid character change in the main character, but like without it being like trivial. They're building up the past character of Xena and this present character of Xena. They're building it up at the same time, and you can't like. The way that the present character Xena is being built up is specifically on past Xena. Like, it's specifically being built on top of something that we know exists in the past. This is going to be it for our first episode of a Xena podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Episode 2 should be coming up soon, so make sure you keep listening.